The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What is that? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome back. It's Hour 3 of In This League on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. Follow me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports. It's Hour 3, so you guys know what that means. It is my friendo, Casey Bubba. You can find him on the Twitter at BDNTrick, and he is here with me. Uh, and what is going on with you? Are you in self-isola- self-isolation? Are you social distancing, Bubba? I'm trying to the best I can. I'm still working, but uh, my wife's been practicing self-isolation for a long time, uh, so that that's good. <laughs> or social distancing, however you want to put it. So it's uh, everything's good in my world. I just have the dogs hanging out with me, uh, talking with you, and uh, just dreaming of a day when when we have sports again. Now the Welsh made this point, and it's absolutely right that you know in a world where nothing was going on, <laughs> the NFL comes in and swoops in and saves the day. I mean, yes, they did. I don't know if it was really purposefully because the NFL didn't want uh, free agency to go on as scheduled. They actually wanted to push it back. But the NFLPA, thinking that they had already given up enough uh, in the current uh, in the previous CBA negotiations, which we found out on Sunday, were uh, ratified and were good to go. And we're going to have labor peace until 2030. Um outstanding you thank god yeah i mean nobody wants a lockout i mean if it was going to happen it might as well happen this year but let's just have Mm -hmm. it not happen at all yeah mlb you're on the clock go yeah yes mlb let's get it together um but we got all that stuff and of course the biggest piece of news outside of the big trade i mean hopkins going to arizona was (laughs) find the biggest bridge I mean, you know what? Let's just go ahead and start there. Let's just go ahead I'm and sorry. start. You know, no, no, you so know, bad. we should. It's it's not because Brady's huge and it has a big impact. But Brady's huge, not necessarily because he goes to Tampa Bay, but it's because it changes the quarterback market. But let's just start with what happened first. And that the DeAndre Hopkins trade happened first. And I remember um, texting with Chris uh, because I woke up and I woke up maybe about 10 minutes before this trade happened. And I woke up and I see DJ is going to Houston, but we don't know for what yet. And I was like, yeah, it's going to be like a fifth round, fourth round pick, something in that neighborhood. And then I see 
Hopkins going back to Arizona in this trade, and I was like, I someone posted it in the football group me room, which you know you're in there now. Yes, so, sir. and I looked, and I'm like, somebody got got. Somebody got got <laughs> by the Adam Schefter. You got to uh, check the check marks these days, guys. Look for the check mark. You got to do it. And, but so I'm like, you know, I go on Twitter and, you know, in all transparency, where do you think I am first thing after I wake up and I'm looking at this? Going toilet. Yep. On the crapper. <laughs> Sitting on the crapper, uh, reading all this. I'm like, oh, you got got. There's no way. And then I look, I look for uh, Adam Schefter on the Twitter machine, see him. Click on his name with the check mark, and it's act. It actually is him. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is really happening." So Hopkins goes to Arizona, DJ goes to the Texans. Um, I mean, for what were you? What was your initial thought when you saw this trade? Is it what the f are the Texans thinking? Is it that man DJ gets some value, or maybe even Hopkins gets some value? I mean, what was your initial thought? What was the first thing that crossed your mind? Well, first, I wasn't well, I wasn't on the toilet like you were, but I was in a similar situation where a buddy texted me and go, hey, uh, or text a group chat I'm in that uh, DJ went to the Texans. And I'm thinking, ah, that's not bad. He could help out with, you know, Hopkins and and, and company, Deshaun and everything. I'm also, that could be an interesting place for him. And uh, the buddy that texted me, these guys aren't really savvy in Twitter. I know it's cute. People still don't believe in that thing. But uh, they, they, they weren't on that, so I just pick out my phone real quick and uh, take a quick gander. And I respond back, I'm like, you left out the big part, DeAndre Hopkins to Arizona, and then we were all shocked because I wanted to know, like, how many first-round picks were coming with uh, DJ and whatnot. None. Like, it was the worst trade I've seen in a long time. The fact that I agreed with actual Twitter for once saying, in a fantasy league, this would get vetoed. Yeah. Like, this is such a bad trade. My, my favorite thing was people were trying to do it on Madden. And uh, even on Madden, they're like, the Texans are not interested in your crappy trade <laughs> offer. You know what I mean? And, it's so uh, true. The official it was Hopkins and a 2024th to the Cardinals for David Johnson, a 2022nd and a 2021fourth. So that yeah, is the official enough. deal. And <laughs> yeah, and there was a thread. Someone on Twitter had a nice thread going around about all of the wideouts that had been traded for a first round pick. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Hopkins wasn't one of them. And w- there were some bad names in there. Yep. There were some really awful names on that list. And some of them you look at, you're like, well, that's just a bad trade for whoever got, gave up a first for sure. But Hopkins not getting you a first when the Texans already didn't have a first in this yep. year's draft because they traded for Tunsil, uh from the Dolphins uh, last season. So, um, I don't know, man. Ooh. Just it, it's a bad trade. Let's talk about the fantasy impact real quick, and then we'll mm-hmm. go through the rest of uh, the wide receivers here. But Hopkins going to the Cardinals. Do you boost him? Do you leave him the same? I mean, this is a high passing offense. Um, wh- what are you? What's your initial thought on Hopkins? I mean, he doesn't have a lot of room to move up anyway. Exactly. But uh, are you moving him up? Yeah, I'll, I'll leave him the same for now because there really isn't much room to go I, between Hopkins and Julio and. And Michael Thomas, they're all pretty much like 1A, B, and C, depending on, you know, Michael Thomas probably 1A. And then if you want to have Hawkins second and, and Julio third or whatever, they're all right there at the top. They're all justifiably elite wide receiving options. And I'm just looking forward to the fact you have now Hopkins in this high-powered, high-octane Cardinals offense. It's got to be a big boost for Kyler Murray because you got Christian Kirk, and there's other talented receivers. Fitzgerald's coming back. Like, Kirk can work out of the slot now where we saw so much effectiveness uh, at times last year. 
that could be tremendous. Um, second year for Murray in this offense, I think is, and then the fact that they got to keep their high picks, now they can go draft offensive linemen and actually protect Murray. This offense could be amazing and a very, very good NFC West. Yeah, and um, I mean you're you're a hundred percent right. And I, you know, outside of uh, Hopkins, because he does, there's not a lot of wiggle room, like you just said. But I think Kyler Murray gets a nice boost mm-hmm. here as well. Uh, are you are you with me on that one? Hundred percent. I think it's a tremendous boost for Kyler Murray. Uh, I haven't done my rankings or anything just yet, but come uh, on, I man! Have... It's March nineteenth, and the world's ending. Where are your rankings? I, I'm still, in, I'm still in baseball. Man. I haven't done uh, my I, rankings I, either. So forever, forever in a day. But um, you got him. I've seen some people say as high as third behind, you know, Lamar and yeah, uh, a couple of them. I wouldn't go that high, but I'd say maybe just top of my head, like sixth, fifth, sixth. Yeah, I so wouldn't argue it. Looking at fantasy pros ranks, which you know. It's uh, it's early March or mid March, so this is it's a bit much. But Lamar Jackson, uh, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Watson, one, two, three. You can't put them ahead of those guys, correct? Correct. Yeah, that's an easy three. Uh, Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray. Uh, with these weapons now, I would give Kyler a very strong thought. Okay, because he's ranked. Kyler Murray is five right now. I'm a little surprised. Which I can. That. Which I, I could see that. Uh, Dak is behind him. Josh Allen's behind him. And A-Rod is behind him. But they have him in that tier of uh, Wilson, Murray, Prescott, Josh Allen, and Rodgers. So all guys that kind of uh, run a little bit as well. So uh, understandable. Because after that, you get the guys that are kind of statues but throw for a ton of yards. You know, Breeze, Wentz, Ryan, Stafford, Winston, Tannehill and Newton. Tannehill not really. A hey, Tannehill, Tannehill can run. Don't 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 doubt the man. I just said that. I just said Tannehill <laughs> can run, and because you have his jersey, still, he got paid. We'll talk about that later. Oh yeah, he got paid, and then some for sure. Um, what about DJ? Um, you know, we'll break down more of the running back and wide receiver moves in a little bit. But DJ is he's a tough he's a tough nut to crack here because you have um his back issues and. You know, Joe mentioned on the black book, and uh, I think a lot of people said this as well. We thought maybe he's just done. You know, he did not look like the same back (laughs) on the ITL fantasy football podcast. I said, hey, you're David Johnson. What is your public statement? And uh, the Welsh had a perfect, uh, you know, like I'm going to prove everyone that I'm going to prove to everyone that I'm I'm. going to be all the way back and I'm going to be one of the best running backs in the league and stuff. I'm like, that might be word for word what he says when he makes a public statement. Uh, His initial, let me just ask you to take a crack here Uh, and no judgment if you're way off or, um, you know, uh, whatever. David Johnson's rank among running backs in a PPR uh, format as of, you know, mid-March right here. What do you think? 18. Okay, it's a little lower than that. Uh, 29. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say it's wrong. I haven't even looked at the list, but that's right. like, that shows, that shows you how the mighty have fallen. He's behind and this. You got to assume that a lot of people were putting their rankings in. I mean, I think they only have, it, it's 35 people so far as of March 19th. And I don't know how, uh, you know, when the last time these guys updated was, I guess we can see. Uh, most of them, let's see, 18, 18, 17. All right, so we got about, looks like half have updated since the trade. Maybe a little over half have updated. I mean, some people drop their rankings 
you know, in early January and haven't updated since then. So uh, so he's 29 as of right now. But uh, with this trade, I think he's going to move up and up and up. Uh, we've got guys like, um, you know, Montgomery ahead of him, Damian Williams, James White. I think I'm putting him ahead of all of those guys. Are you with me on those? Yeah, I'm always a James White fan, but with uh, we'll talk about Tommy later. Yeah, I'd move him ahead of them. How about Lindsey Connor carry on? Lindsey Connor carry on. Lindsey doesn't catch it as much. Connor, I'd put him ahead of Lindsey. I don't think I'm gonna put him ahead of Connor just yet. And I still, for some dumb reason, have hope for carry on Johnson. Yeah, I would put him ahead of all of those guys. Uh, so. I, Even I'm, Connor. Yeah, well, look, I'm a Connor guy. Uh, I know that's why I'm at. That's why I'm one of my favorite players in the NFL. Uh, he's inspirational, all that stuff. You know, beating cancer and coming back and playing. Guy can't stay on the field. You know, he's just he's constantly banged up. Uh, tremendous runner, and uh, but I know that the Steelers have interest in using their second round pick on an RB. So I don't know if it'll happen, but um, I'm just I'm not going to be in on Connor this season. Uh, what about Marlon Mack, Devin Singletary, Mark Ingram? Well, with uh, the new addition to uh, uh, Indianapolis, you'll see some some checkdowns there to Mack. So I think I'd still take Mack over DJ. And who were the other two? I apologize. Uh, Mack, Singletary, and Mark Ingram. I'd have them maybe ahead of – he'd be like close to Ingram, but not ahead of Singletary and not ahead of Mack for me. Okay, so I would have him behind Ingram – and ahead of Singletary, but behind Mac. So uh, I just, you know, the Welsh and I talked about this a little bit earlier. And by the time this comes out, we may know. But Melvin Gordon and the Bills seem to have, they seem to be flirting right now. So we'll see yes. if uh, we get a deal done there. And if that happens, Singletary gets pushed way back because Melvin Gordon, of course, is a great back. So um, we'll see as far as that goes. But I think the rest of these guys, you can't move DJ over. We've seen him outperform the rest of these guys. But from what we saw last year, we can't move him ahead of Gordon, Bell, Carson, even Gurley, uh, who will be finding a new, a new team fairly soon here. But Kenyon Drake, the way Miles Sanders ended the year, and Josh Jacobs, like you just can't. You can't move him ahead of any of those guys, right? No, no, not at all. Not a chance. So I think what you initially said, 18, right? Yeah. I think that's where you're going to have him is between <laughs> 18 and 20. So I think that's a good – I mean, it's a good guess. I mean, you might have him a little bit lower because you said you wouldn't put him uh, ahead of Connor or carry on. Um, yeah, he'd probably be – I just pulled it up now. He'd probably be, based on what I thought, maybe 21-ish, 22. Yeah, yeah, in, in that neighborhood. So, I mean, just a, a huge trade, and we don't get – trades like this in the nfl very often so uh with no. with nothing going on i mean is there let me ask you this is there a trade that will ever be broken down and looked at more than this one probably not for the fact that it's really like a massive head scratcher on like there's the you know the rumors of the the relationship of deandre and bill o'brien and i don't think any of us will ever know what really happened there but um to, to a caliber player like deandre to go for what feels like a small return and DJ, like as much, I would love him to be great again. We don't know. And maybe the fact that they don't have a real receiver anymore, he'll get a bunch of checkdowns, but we don't trust it. We haven't seen it in this uh, offense. So it's going to be a, I don't, I don't know if there will be a, a trade that happens with this much conversation, like you're saying. Yeah. I mean, there's just, uh, there's nothing else going on, you know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think that, that doesn't help either. Yeah. I think even people that normally break down, uh, 
baseball stuff are looking at football right now because, you know, football has movement. You know, that's that's the big thing. The other trade that happened here uh, amongst the wide receivers was Stefan Diggs getting flipped for a much bigger haul than DeAndre Hopkins, which, which is, is just crazy. But the Bills uh, acquired uh, you know, Stefan Diggs and a seventh round pick in exchange for a 2021st, a 2025th and a 2026 and a 2021 fourth. So they got good a, on the Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings got a haul for Stefan Diggs. But to be honest, I, I think it's a bit of an overpay for uh, the uh, Bills, but they needed it, right? They need a big target for Josh or, or for Josh Allen. Yeah, that's that's the problem is they need it badly, because how many times last year did we talk about John Brown being the go to guy and then Cole Beasley of all people having good games and then no one. There was zero help. And Dawson Knox else. had some big games and yeah, Dawson it Knox was, caught it was brutal. He caught like two or three touchdowns last year and he didn't catch one in college. So uh, <laughs> that that was uh, kind of crazy for me to see. I mean, he's incredibly raw talent, but um, uh, where how far up does this move up or down Diggs' value in your opinion it either leaves it the same or moves it down because as much as i i I think it's a great real life move because josh allen and the bills needed this when it comes to fantasy we saw it with john brown it's all you know home runs or not for the most part i just don't think Diggs. i think he was a better fantasy player in that minnesota offense with Thielen than he's going to be in buffalo so that's the way i look at it. it it uh it's good real life not so much fantasy we got about a minute here, uh, but Diggs is 21 right now in Fantasy Pros, PPR. Uh, he is behind Ridley, Lockett, Parker, Cup, and Juju. You take all those guys over Diggs? Ridley, Parker, Cup, or Juju. I take Parker for sure, Ridley, Cup. Juju's my only question mark because I don't know who's playing quarterback. I'm assuming Ben's Rock playing quarterback. Right. But yeah, he'll be playing. Yeah, so then I probably take all of them over Stefan, yes. All right, well, we're going to take a break here, but when we come back, we're going to see how far down Diggs has to go on uh, Casey Bubba's board here, and then we'll get into talking about uh, TB12 and a couple more running back moves. So stick with us. We'll be right back here on the Sports Grid after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. 
And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Chris Welsh said you were coming. What else did he say? He said you were the best in the Parsec. Scott Bogman, former Imperial Sharpshooter. That's not saying much. I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass. Please excuse his lack of decorum. In this league, this is the way. Stop touching things. Welcome back. It's In This League on the Grid, the sports grid. Get on the grid. Stay on the grid. All that good stuff. Uh, no getting off the grid. It's not going to help you right now. Just social distancing. <laughs> Stay on the grid. Stay abreast with what's going on. Don't get off the grid. But you know that it's uh, Hour 3, Segment 2. So I am here with my friend OKC Bubba at BDNTrick on the Twitter machine. And plug everything, KC. Segment 2, let's go. This is for your buddy Joe Pisapia. There are other podcasts to listen to besides the Black Book and the ITL Army. I'm just going to say Bench with Bubba is one I recommend listening to also. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're still blowing and going and churning uh, during this these fun times that we're living in now. Having so much fun talking fantasy baseball, talking baseball movies and other things. So go check that out. Uh, doing some writing at Roto Baller and everything else is kind of slowing down right now. So uh, just check me out on Twitter at BDNTrick and I'm um, keeping content to flow in the best I can to keep everybody uh, their minds at ease during this matter, just like you guys are at ITL and uh, it's awesome stuff you guys are doing. Yeah, I mean, you guys have time to listen to more content, you know. So, uh, you know, check out Bubba's stuff, check out our stuff over at the Army. We're putting out uh, bonus stuff. I'm doing more live streams and stuff just to hang out and answer questions and uh, you know, kind of keep people entertained and, and whatnot. I mean, we talked about, I don't really think I can talk about what we talked about on the, the, the uh, live stream <laughs> yesterday. Cause a lot of it, you know, it always devolves to porn. Like it, whatever conversation I'm having, I don't know why, but it devolves to porn. So uh, it, it, it got into that section uh, yesterday. Where we're discussing, you know, I mean, Hey, look, you're self-isolating and you're alone. So I don't think it's that surprising that it, it went there. But we talk about football. We talk about baseball, uh, basketball. We watch movies sometimes. Normally, I like to do my favorite live streams are Thursday Night Football with Bogman because the Thursday night game is usually garbage. It is not a good game because those guys don't have enough time to, uh, you know, to rest up to get ready for that Thursday game. So sometimes we'll play bingo and stuff. But right now I'm trying to get stuff with. I lost a bet and I have to watch a Bollywood movie. So I'm thinking maybe I'll do that <laughs> on a stream. That's price of Patreon by itself. Folks. Right, right. And this is, you know, uh, I, I open up those streams to all levels on our Patreon. So that's as cheap as a buck. Uh, five bucks will get you our secret shows that are all comedy based for me and the Welsh as well. So, you know, you just got you got all kinds of options. So, uh, you know, I was even given uh, Bubba a couple TV shows. I think he, he would be interested in yep. watching as well so uh hopefully you're home from work you have a little bit of extra time to do some stuff for yourself and to take your mind away from some of the panic that we have going on but um we were talking about stefan Diggs, and i was on the wrong sheet i thought that fantasy pros would update automatically 
because I was already on PPR ranks. So Diggs in PPR is actually 18, so he moves up three spots, and he's ahead of Cup Ridley and uh, a couple of those other guys behind Parker and Juju and stuff like that. So, uh, But you said you would take Cup Ridley and Ridley ahead of him, correct? Yes, yes, I would. Uh, Robert Woods is at 21 now. That's tough. That's tough. I I would probably still have Diggs, but that's that's pretty close. I would take I would take Woods because I think Cooks is going to get traded or cut. Um, that's true. And that's true. so I think it's going to be Cup and Woods, and then you know Cup has had some injury stuff in his past. So that's a good call. And Woods had some monster games last year. Right, right. And Higby is obviously going to tick up a little bit. I think he's going to help as far as you know whenever Cooks ends up going uh whether it's a trader he gets cut i mean the rams just so far over the cap they have to get down and that's why they cut Gurley and uh they cut Gurley and clay matthews and cooks is on the chopping block as well um what about uh dj chark uh some people are big dj chark guys here's why i would take Diggs ahead of chark uh, is i think that there's a possibility that jacksonville with that early pick uses it on a wideout, and if they do it's probably going to be either CeeDee Lamb or Jerry Judy, maybe even a Henry Ruggs, but it's going to be someone uh, with enough smoke to take away from the other uh, receiving options in Jacksonville. So uh, I think for that reason, I would take Diggs over DJ Chark. Where are you on that one? I would take Diggs as well because besides just the chance of a draft pick for Jacksonville, we've seen it time and time again with D.D. Westbrook, Shark, and company uh, in in the receiving core, they've always had a lot of options, a lot Marquise of inconsistency. Lee. Yeah, yeah, Marquise Lee, which one day maybe, maybe I don't know, chance that it, that it happens. Um, and then Minshew Mania. As much as I love Minshew, I think he's great for the game. He never, at least unless I'm totally forgetting wrong, never really had a go-to guy. He just ran around and made it happen to whoever it worked for. Sharks seemed to always be better with um, with Foles. It felt like to me in the smaller sample we got. I could be totally wrong here, but uh, it felt like. Minshew was more of a slot receiver guy, and Shark was moving around the outside a lot. Yeah, Minshew coming from Washington State and the Mike Leach offense, he's just he doesn't lock in on a, a guy, which is actually, you know, you it's want. Yeah, it's a good thing you <laughs> yeah. want your quarterback to do that. But if you have a DeAndre Hopkins, if you have a Michael Thomas, if you're not getting that guy the ball, you're kind of a dumbass. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you got to throw the ball to to that guy, even if he's covered. Because, you know, those 50-50 balls, when you have a guy like that, turn into 70-30 balls for uh, in favor exactly. of the wideout. And, uh, I mean, that's why every guy that's over 6'4", you know, how many 6'4 corners are there in the NFL? Two or three, you know? Yeah, if not nearly enough. If you're 6'4", you become a wide receiver because you're a mismatch, 100%. So, yep. uh, what about, this one's interesting. Thielen, this one's funny, I know where you're going. Thielen yeah. below uh, Diggs at 23. I think I would easily rather have Thielen, right? I think I think what this tells you, it says it's updated March 19th. I don't think all 35 experts have updated things. Let's just put it that way, because I would have Diggs definitely below Thielen. Like, I know they work in tangent together very well, but if you're telling me Thielen is for sure the number one guy, he moves up to, like, the juju area for me, right? Like, yeah. I, I'd, I'd move him up quite a bit. Like, he's a top 15 wide receiver for me, and then I think that's not even that blasphemy to say. So this proves – it might not be the most uh, consistent update just yet. Well, going down that rabbit hole real quickly, it could, because I mean, we we could we could mess with the well, rankings like, here. Quick, it says it says the highest he's ranked is 16th. So uh, right. and the lowest dig the lowest digs is ranked is 35th. Oh, jeez. Um, so there's a lot 
opinions here. Yeah, very true. Uh, but Thielen versus your guy Parker. See, I really like. I was a Parker fan going into last year. Uh, it's not Miami bias. He proved finally last year what he could do. I'd have Thielen ahead of Parker because a Thielen's the better receiver. I'll admit that. B, we don't know who's throwing to Parker just yet. Yes. Okay. That and that's fair. So I, I just think that that's kind of automatic. So if you want to, like, if, it, if Fitzpatrick came back, which I'm, I want them to do. Like, go ahead and draft Tua. Let him sit behind Fitzpatrick. If Fitzpatrick comes back, Parker becomes much more of an equal play to Thielen to me. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that for sure. The, these next two are interesting. Uh, Lockett or Diggs? I'll go. I'll, I'll go Diggs just for the fact that I like Lockett a lot. But we saw so many just what the heck games last year because that O line has not gotten better in Seattle. And Wilson, uh, if he doesn't have the time to throw it to Diggs, it's ugly. And Diggs wasn't the most reliable guy either. Yeah, I mean yeah, not that Lockett. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah, well, he had boomer bust games for sure. Yes. Uh, I think I'm such a Lockett fan that I'm probably I a like sucker. consistency. Yeah, I'm probably a sucker and I'll go for Lockett. But I can tell you what, if you spent early picks on, you know, maybe you took Lamar Jackson in the second or, or late first and um, then you went running backs after that or, you know, whatever it might be. Maybe you went tight end first and then two running backs and you're looking at a number one wideout. As far as PPR goes, I think I'd rather go Diggs. Um, yes, one hundred percent. Lockett's like a number two or something. Okay, I'm cool. But uh, yeah, if you're relying on him to be your guy, that's a shaky place to be. Right, and then if he's your number two, if you've drafted uh, Michael Thomas early or something, now you're looking more for upside than consistency. Then I go Lockett. But that's a whole well, like thing. like look at like look at for instance. Sorry to steal the show here, but right below Lockett, you have T.Y. Hilton with the Philip Rivers who loves to hone in on his guys like Much Keenan Allen. Have. T.Y. Hilton. We were talking about Bingo. this on the Black Book. I'm not sure if you got a chance to listen this week at all, Bubba, but I I, I brought up, I'm like, T.Y. Hilton is going to be unbelievably underrated this year. He's just We've is. seen how much Keenan Allen just eats on Rivers. Rivers are going to just dart him on those slants all day long. Yeah, all he's got to do is stay healthy. But, I mean, yep. uh, having Chark ahead of him uh, and Lockett ahead of him is a bit surprising uh, to me so far. So I think I'd have Hilton ahead of those guys. Uh, and I definitely take him over Diggs. And the next, uh, I think three or four here. This kind of group, I think, all the way up to, uh, I think everyone uh, where Michael Gallup is, I would take Diggs ahead of. So I take him over Gallup. I'm a big Debo fan, but I take him over Debo. Uh, you know, Tyler Boyd should be better with Joe Burrow, but I take him over Boyd. So I think these next guys, though, uh, DK Metcalf, Julian Edelman, Terry McLaurin. And uh, Jarvis Landry and AJ Green, that group right there, I that Diggs and those guys, I think I take Diggs over Metcalf. Where are you on that? I'd say yes because Metcalf's similar to his teammate Lockett. It's kind of a boomer or bust thing. It's one of the other is getting the work right. Exactly, so, exactly. Where Diggs, then it, well, I'll let you get to John Brown. It's like. We saw what John Brown did last year. He's already got a rapport with Josh Allen. So how much is Diggs, unless he just forces it to him, actually going to be that much different than what Lockett and Metcalf is? Right. Yeah, I'm with you on that for sure. Uh, Edelman, that's a tougher one because we don't know who the quarterback is as we're recording this. It's definitely not Tom Brady, though. <laughs> it's definitely not Tom Brady. So uh, it could be Jared Stidham, but it could be Jameis Winston. So... Uh, I just can't see Winston and Belichick getting along. That's, that's just a bad combo. I mean, probably not. It could be a rookie. You know, they could trade for someone or they could go get Andy Dalton. You know what I mean? They could I like make a that, trade. Actually. I like that. Yeah, I mean, that. so not knowing who Edelman's QB is, 
I think I would take Diggs over him right now, but I think if they had a Winston, if they had a Dalton, I think I'd go with Edelman. Yeah, I'm going Diggs for now, and I agree with the quarterback of one of those two. I could probably go Edelman, but at the same time, we saw how beat up Edelman was last year. How much does he really have in the tank without like really having a serious injury is my question. And how much is he going to want to come back? You know what I mean? Yeah, if he, he has him and Brady, and, and look how many other players, not just Brady. Like, that team is gone. Did like, you, it's a whole different animal. Did you see uh, somebody uh, put together, it was a uh, – it was Tom Brady talking to Julian Edelman about oh, him uh, from the town, like the clip oh, from the town uh, with Ben Affleck and Jeremy Reiner. And he's like, mm. you know, uh, I'm putting this whole city in my rear view. If you want to come visit me, you come see me in Florida. You know, uh, <laughs> so good. it was just perfect. It was just fantastic. Uh, the rest of these guys here, uh, McLaurin, Landry and Green, I think Landry with that hip surgery bothers me a little bit so until i see him out there running routes and looking great i think i'm just i'm kind of off the landry train uh until yep, landry's a tough one uh terry mclaurin and aj green coming off a year where he did not play but he's got joe burrow now and you know it's all hearsay and blah 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 but uh i heard that the reason that they brought aj green back was because joe burrow specifically said that he wanted uh, AJ Green to come back, so they put the franchise tag on him. Uh, where are you with Diggs versus those guys? Well, of course, Joe Burrow wants one of the best receivers on the planet. No S, Sherlock. But is he still? But, but is he I still think, one of the best wide receivers after missing all of last year with that knee injury? I honestly think that's a blessing in disguise. That's like a year of no hits. I, I know it was a knee injury. I know that's scary, but we've seen the hits he's taken. Always an ankle injury or a knee injury. He still is a year older, can't take that away, and he still has an injury history, which you can't take away. But as a 30th wide receiver off the board, he's gone as high as 10 in these rankings. Like, that's too high, but if you wanted to say, you know, a top 20 guy, I wouldn't argue it because he's one of those, you know, on a baseball term, he could be like a Giancarlo Stanton this year where he's going too low with the upside, but there's injury concerns. A.J. Green could be that guy. So I have no problem uh, putting A.J. Green above Diggs. I would probably do that for one because I think Burrow is going to want to use him kind of like – Young quarterbacks use a Larry Fitzgerald, use that reliable veteran. I can I could see that with AJ Green. And then Terry McLaren, I think, is gonna be really interesting. I can't wait to hear all the experts kind of weigh in on him this year because I think a, a full off season and those games that some might have wrote rid off at the end of the year, playing with Haskins, Haskins is gonna be better than he was. Like he still looks shaky as heck. But him and McLaurin, they had that report from Ohio State. McLaurin is really good. So I could see um I would be willing to gamble on McLaurin and Green because they are the main targets in their offenses. Yeah, and I'm I'm with you on that as well. Um, as of right now, but a lot of those guys are going to end up being conditional, and I know that True. that is an annoying thing that I say that people probably roll their eyes at. Like if you're just looking at, um, you know, in a vacuum, uh, Diggs versus Green becomes a little bit easier. But all of this matters on who you drafted before you get to this point and what these guys are going to be to your team. Because like A.J. Green, you just don't want as your first guy, even though he has all that upside. But you can't put Green and Lockett together on a team. Or you can, but Not you shouldn't. Not a so, chance. No. Um, but imagine putting like a Hopkins in a Green. That's just beautiful. Yes. Yeah, that is gorgeous right there. <laughs> uh, now, uh, because we don't have a ton of time left in this segment, and we're kind of done talking about uh, wide receivers, uh, TB12 not being in uh, in New England and going to Tampa Bay. Let's just get your initial reaction to that. Got about a minute left here. So, 
anybody that followed me on Twitter knows my reaction when I woke <laughs> up that morning and saw that beautiful Instagram post by TB12. And I said, waking up on a Tuesday morning to watching TB12 officially leaving New England and the tears of all the Patriots fans is no better way to start a day. So um, <laughs> I, uh, I I think that pretty much sums it up pretty good there. And uh, I, everybody knows my feelings on the Patriots. I respect them, but I don't like them. And the fact Tom Brady left and then he left the East altogether and went to Tampa Bay, big fan. I'm still, I'm still a bit in shock because I said from the beginning, I thought he's going to end up back in New England, but uh, he is gone. And we're going to talk more about that and how it shakes up the QB landscape right after this break. So stick with us here on the sports grid in this league on the grid. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In this league. I thought we were going to be just friends. What? Friends is in the... In this league. In the dark. Endless love. That's... Uh, you know what that means here. It is the final segment, segment three of hour three of In This League on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Bogman Sports. Follow my friend OKC Bubba at BDN Trick. Follow the Welsh at Is It The Welsh. And like I said, check out all of our stuff over there on InThisLeague.com. Uh, that'll take you to our Patreon for five bucks a month. You know, if you're bored and you think the Welsh and I are funny, there are 70 secret shows up there and they're pretty evergreen. You know, it's funny stuff that we talk about there. It's not 
all sports related. So you can uh, scroll back and listen to all of them. I mean, I think we probably have a couple uncensored mocks in there that are a little less evergreen, but most of the uh, secret shows are comedy based. And I know my favorite one was, um, I, I, it's hard to even say this here. Um, uh, Bubba, do you know what a real doll is? Yes, yes, and I already know where you're going with this because I'm pretty sure we've talked about this off air before. But uh, a real doll, to be honest, I'm surprised um, doesn't. I'm surprised I didn't see it when I visited your apartment. To be honest. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, if I had one, I would have like, <laughs> I would have put a beard on it and told you that I called it Casey Bubba. So because oh. that's my joke. That's that's why I want that. Like I've said this joke many many times is I just want one of those, not because I want to use it. I mean, if I had it, I probably would. But uh, I just want to put it in here so if I bring a girl home, I can just tell her it's her name. Like, just to see the reaction. Not for real. Like Super Troopers has Ursula on her chest. Yes, 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 100%. But we had a secret show. And between the Welsh and I, the person that gets... The uncontrollable laughs more often, surprisingly to me, is the Welsh where because, really? yeah, because I get it. I get it sometimes, but like usually I'll take a second and then I'll compose myself. Uh, but the Welsh, we were uh, I said, look, man, the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, because for whatever reason, like I said, it devolved into real dolls. I said there is a um, I don't I don't know where it came from, but the, there's a series of pictures floating around. And of course, like anything horrible, I saw it on Reddit. Um, but there was like a convention of these guys that have real dolls at some hotel. Uh, I'm just assuming it's in Florida. You know what I mean? Like, I don't Makes know. Sense. Seems like a logical destination. Right. I don't know that it was. It could have been in, like a block from Disney World. Probably <laughs> could have been Missouri. <laughs> could have been Nebraska. But so. They had some type of sex doll convention, you know, or something <laughs> at this hotel. And you see all these pictures of these guys hanging out with their, you know, I'm going to throw up air quotes here, girlfriends. They had their real <laughs> dolls and stuff. And um, there's one picture of them. They had like a movie night. And oh all my the, God. Oh, yeah. It's the best picture I've ever seen in my life. Do, uh, do they watch Babes in Toyland? <laughs> <laughs> or Toy Story. Which one do they watch? Let's just. Oh, uh, Babes and Toy. You mean Toys and Babeland? Uh, well, that, that, that's the one they make later that yeah. night. So. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But yeah, they. Um, th- there, there's this picture, and it's just one of those pictures where the longer you stare at it, the better it gets, right? Because, like, uh, these guys are sitting next to their girlfriends, their real dolls, but some of them aren't the expensive ones. You know, some of them are like sewn ones. They're not. Oh, yeah. They're not the real dolls. They're like sewn together and and pieced together. And uh, one of them has a matching shirt. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Like, I'm with stupid with an arrow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I think it's like a Superman shirt or something like that. It's it's weird. But it's one of those, you know, and then you, you start to notice the guys and what they're wearing and 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 that stuff and it's just it's it's like a magic eye you know what i mean you could stare at it uh for uh, a long time and it just gets better and better and better but anyway that's just like one segment of one of the secret shows that the welsh and i do well i, so, I have a question would would you rather walk in on a real doll convention or a furry convention 
Ooh, furry convention. Because I think like the furry stuff, people know that it's at least two real people. <laughs> it's well, it's first of all, two real people, right? Yeah. Uh yeah. unless uh there's the people that like those pillows and stuff too. That might be weird. Well, speaking speaking of pillows, pillow. speaking of pillows, side side story. Have you watched the Netflix show cartoon Big Mouth? Yeah, yeah, I have. So you know the pillow thing I'm talking about? Oh, yep. Yep. <laughs> yes, I do. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, and I and I like the little pillow that shows up yes. later. Oh, it shows up later. It's adorable. That show is fantastic. Yes. It turns out, you know, not his cheating pillow. But I think if you're in, if you're at a furry convention, not only is it normal, uh, or not normal, it, it's yeah, normal it, loose word. Not not only is it two real human beings, but uh, it's also like you can take the outfit off and then go home, hang in your closet, and be okay. You know what I mean? You go to your yeah. normal job. I don't know if you can, if you're one of those people that, like, if you buy a real doll, that's one thing. Like, if you buy yes. it to use it. In For your a, house. Yeah, you stick it in your closet, and that's it. If you're taking it out in a wheelchair and you pretending. You imagine they're screaming, right? Yes. That's, like, disturbing. Well, there's a movie about it called Lar- Lars and the Real Girl. Of Have you ever? You know about this. Well, of course you know about this. Well, excuse <laughs> you. Why, why, of course, do judging. I know about I'm it? I'm not judging. It sounded say. pretty judgy right there, okay? And, and and by the way, I didn't know about it. I saw it on Netflix or someone told me about it. I can't remember. But it's this uh, uh it's a Ryan Gosling thinks his real doll is a real person and all this. But it's cuz his wife died and he's traumatized and uh but um, it, it's it's a weird movie. But uh anyway, uh I don't know how we got here. But anyway, go go on to patreon.com. Yeah, yeah, go on to patreon.com/itlarmy. Check out our secret shows. So we've got 70 of those. Uh, plus all the content, our rankings, all that good stuff uh, is up over there. So anyway, uh, let's get back to TP, uh, TB12, TP. We were talking TP. about TP on the we were talking too. about that too. Um, but uh, he's going to the Bucks. Uh, obviously moves the uh, quarterbacks around. The one that we know is staying, Dak Prescott, got franchise. Drew, B- Drew Brees stuck around, two-year extension with the Saints. Tannehill uh, stayed. Phillip Rivers, like you mentioned earlier, moved to the Colts. Uh, the Panthers kind of threw us for a loop by signing Teddy Bridgewater. Marcus Mariota is in o- uh, Oakland. Vegas now, well, they might have to stay in Oakland because of the stadium nonsense. We'll figure that out at some point, I guess. But um, Marcus Mariota with the Raiders. Nick Foles got flipped to the Bears. Case Keenum signed to the Browns. A couple backups here. Chase Daniel and Lions. Jeff Triscoll with the Broncos. Uh, Joe Flacco was cut. And we're still waiting to see where Newton... Uh, Jameis, Andy Dalton, and Derek Carr all end up. So it has tra- changed drastically, this QB market uh, here. TB12 going to uh, Tampa Bay. Are you lowering him uh, in Tampa Bay? Are you raising him because it's a Bruce Arians offense? What are, What's your initial thoughts there? My initial thoughts is I was never high on him to begin with. And I'm not going to raise him that much because in the end, sure, it's Bruce Arians offense, which is great. And sure, he's got some pretty cool weapons. But he still can't throw the ball like he used to. Like I might like move him up a little bit, but I'm not gonna go crazy with it and you know put him as a you know QB one. He's a QB two for sure, and you know maybe just inside the top twenty. I, I it, it's tough to move him too much higher. I used to always you know have him next to Ben Roethlisberger. I guess you could still do that because Ben's a little old and, and and fragile too. But I'm not going crazy like some people might with Tom Brady. It's still a guy that's aging. Think think Peyton Manning as he got older. Still had, you know, he was good, but he's not going to put up those crazy numbers. He's going to manage games and win football games. 
Yeah, uh, I- I'm with you on that. Are you lowering Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and maybe even raising an O.J. Howard uh, because of the use of the tight ends that our guy Tom Brady uh, likes? Yeah, the O.J. Howard thing is going to be a great conversation all offseason because, you know, can he catch a ball besides a foul ball at the Cleveland Indians <laughs> game or wherever he was? Um, but at the same time, Tom does his t- love his tight ends, so that's tricky. That's going to be a fun conversation, but for the receivers – I'm going to lower them just for the fact that Winston threw like over 40 touchdowns. Brady's not doing that. And the, and uh, Evans got a lot of deep balls. Brady's not throwing a ton of deep balls every game. I'd be shocked if he did. I think Godwin will still be very good because you can run Godwin out of the slot, which he did at least a third of the time or so last year. was pretty good out of that respect. But Evans, he, he does take a hit for me uh, with Brady in town. What about uh, Phillip Rivers signing with the Colts? I mean, uh, you mentioned before he's going to have a couple more checkdowns, so maybe you raise uh, Marlon Mack, but maybe you don't. Maybe Naheem Hines sees the field a little bit more as well. I think Jack Doyle has to be boosted up. We already talked about how we think T.Y. Hilton's going to be underrated. What are you thinking on uh, Doyle and Naheem Hines? Yeah, I love the Doyle call. We know how Phillip, he, he loved Hunter Henry. We saw how Doyle, when Ebron was out of the way last year, was even doing things with Brissett and company, and now Ebron's gone, so it's back to the Doyle show. I think he moves up to a, a quality tight end outside of that you know, really good group of tight end options. Uh, we love Hilton. And then the running backs will be interesting because Hines seems like the PPR back. We were looking for it a lot last year in a big way. But Mac can catch balls too. People overlook that quite a bit. So I still think Mac's the guy. But we uh, – because you got to think, it's, it's Rivers was in an offense – in San Diego that had the two running backs. We don't know if that's the same offense they're running in Indianapolis. So I, as long as Mac's the guy, I want Mac. But, yeah, Hines could be interesting. I talked about that a little bit with Lob on uh, my uh, War Room podcast. And my my, my thing with Mac is – and he pro- he's probably going to keep proving me to be incorrect. I, I just don't know if long-term he's the guy. I just feel like if you brought in someone – uh, next to him, they would immediately push off Marlon Mack, uh, and he wouldn't be the guy anymore. So, I mean, we'll see. You know, uh, I'm just afraid that they could draft someone or sign someone. Like, it wouldn't it be the most annoying thing in the world if they just went out and got like Devontae Freeman? You know? That would be a very Colts thing to do. Yeah, yeah, it would be a Colts thing to do, and it would be like, oh, well, what do I do now? Uh, now, moving over to Carolina and them taking uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, look, I don't know. There's going to be, I think Teddy Bridgewater is a step up from Kyle Allen, right? I think he's probably a step down from Cam Newton, but Cam is having a rough time staying on the field as of recently. Uh, so not necessarily, you know, to blame, he's not necessarily to blame for that because of, um, you know, just the line not playing well, but I'm a little more concerned about Teddy Bridgewater taking over. I don't know that I'm going to lower, DJ Moore or anyone on that offense. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey outscored. I mean, do you know how many fantasy points he had last year? Uh, it was in the 500s, I think. 471.2. Yeah. I had him highest, on a team. He was huge. Second highest running back was Aaron Jones. Just take a crack at how many points he had. 471 I'm gonna for go, McCaffrey. I'm going to go 380. 314. <laughs> 471.2. To three fourteen point eight. 
Quite the difference. Quite the difference last year. And then Zeke had uh, 311. Eckler had 309. Derrick Henry had 294. And Eckler has Gordon out of the way this year, so watch out. Right, but look at the – I mean, Christian McCaffrey had over 400 touches last year. He had 287 rushing attempts and 116 receptions on 142 targets. Uh, how many how many Christian McCaffrey regression articles did we get to see this year? Uh, well, all of them, because how the hell could he do this again? <laughs> it's to be like Patrick Mahomes last year. All of it. Like, no S. He's not going to do it again. <laughs> like, thank you, Sherlock. Uh, are you are you concerned about uh, Bridgewater coming in significantly lowering McCaffrey and significantly lowering him could mean he scores 150 fewer points and is still the number one RB. See, that's the thing is he's still going to be great. Um, they worked him so much. You can't imagine they're going to do that again. You never know. New coaching staff, new offense in play can be interesting. He's going to get hit. Like he's still an elite running back, probably the running back one. I wouldn't see why not. Um, so I'm not going to say that. But I think what's going to, you're going to see more of is moving the ball around more with the, with the tight ends and uh, working on a slot with Teddy. Teddy doesn't seem like a big down-the-field guy, so – I'd see McCaffrey's going to take a step back. This just more so not not as much even on Bridgewater as just you can't work a guy that much. New offense in play, you know, Baylor spread it out. Maybe Rule brings that system. That'll be the difference. Now, do you think uh, more quarterbacks here? Uh, if the Raiders keep Derek Carr, are you thinking Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota starts? They needed to sign Jameis Winston. But, uh <laughs> Like, imagine Winston with all those seafood buffets in Vegas. Outstanding. Well, they're all closed um, now, but... Yeah, yeah, but they'll be open for, for football. Let's be optimistic, Bogman. Yeah, I'm Come trying. On. I'm trying. Um, but yes... I'm all uh, about a buffet, so... You and me both. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is a tough one, because Mariota looks so bad. Like, so insanely bad. Carr had his moments, but it's the Raiders. It's Gruden. I think Mariota's got a good shot, just because he's more athletic to avoid the problem. How many games... Does uh, how many games does Nick full start versus Trubisky? Oh, I would be starting him out the gate, but you'd imagine Trubisky gets the first crack out of respect. I got Nick full starting, I'd say at least 11 games. I was gonna say 10 for Foles and six for yeah. Mario. Uh, I think like 10, like over under 10 and a half or 11 and a half is like a good line, yeah, for Trubisky. Uh, so I think it's gonna be like the first three go to Trubisky. And then uh, here comes Nick Falls, and then at the end of the season, Trubisky comes back in uh, yep. because they haven't made the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up. I mean, we still have a bunch of undecided stuff that we can talk about next week because you think, you know, because quarterbacks are almost always the ones that, that get figured out first, that Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Derek Carr will all kind of be settled at this point next week. So uh, until then, we're going to sign off here. I hope, you know, in, in all seriousness, all seriousness, I hope everyone is uh, staying safe and taking things seriously here. Uh, you know, we like to make jokes about everything, but uh, hopefully you're doing the social distancing and you're self-isolating, and we are trying to help you through that. So remember, you can follow us all on the Twitter, at Bogman Sports for me, at BD Entrick for Bubba, and at Is It The Welsh for The Welsh. And we will see you guys next week. Have a good one, everybody. Take it easy and try not to panic. We'll see you then.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.